this is As Told by Sherelle, and this is your podcast for self-discovery and inspiration through storytelling. Each week, you will hear a new guest and hopefully walk away with something that helps enlighten your journey. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for joining me, and remember, stop chasing tiaras and be the crown. Tiana is a mother, and she helped me to realize that when done right, motherhood can be the gift that keeps on giving. She's talking generational shifts, and I'm really feeling it. Tiana, what is more important as a mother? relationship or impact I would honestly have to say I'm going to say both to be honest I don't know if I can separate the two I think that um, it takes a relationship to have an impact it doesn't mean that I need to be your best friend because I'm always going to be your mother first regardless that trumps everything and I've actually had that conversation with my daughter already that I'm always going to be mommy first our friendship comes next But I believe that having that strong mother-daughter bond brings about a friendship, but also makes a huge impact. Um, Even today, I read a little bit of my blog to my daughter um, about my experience being pregnant with her, in which she didn't know. And I shared about how I had um, low self-esteem at some point and how my confidence lacked and why I am so hard on her about being confident in herself. And I feel like if we didn't have already a strong relationship that we've been building, it wouldn't make such an impact because she was so shocked because she couldn't believe her mother didn't think she was beautiful like she tells her to tell, um, like I tell her to believe in herself as being beautiful. Mm. So how do you balance that then? Like, I hear you talking about sharing stories and like having those private moments, but with your daughter, but like, what else do you do to make sure that she understands there needs to be a balance and I can't just be your friend, um, but I'm not just here to show you the way. Um, I guess showing her the difference between why um, certain things happen the way that they do. So when it comes to, You know, I know that many people have been trying to do this gentle parenting thing these days, and I've tried that. I I, I have to split it half and half because my daughter is me. I've been struggling with that lately. So it's more so, okay, I can only say this to you uh, a certain amount of times by being, you know, very generous to you. But I'm also not just your friend where I can say, okay, well, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. As your mother, it is my job to mold and help you while you are in my household before the world gets to you. I'd rather teach you it than the police or teachers or anyone else try and get to you first because you are mine and not as in a control thing, but my, my job is to, to, to help mold you for the future. I, you are a piece of me. And so um, that impact and just trying to find that balance is more so, I guess I honestly, even to backtrack, I use my example with my relationship between my mother. That's actually where I get my inspiration into how I treat my daughter Mm -hmm. Um, right now. Even though I have a smaller one, we haven't gotten to that phase clearly, Um, but she's able to see that relationship between um, my mother and I. I always use the example of, you know, Granny, she, um, she's my mother first. You know, we have the relationship we do because she taught me that she could never be my friend first, but we bloomed into a friendship. And that's one of my best friends. And so I show her that even though it's rough between her and I now, she sees the benefit of it all between seeing my mother and I's bond. 
So as you think about the future and your relationship with your daughter continuously grows, uh, what do you hope that your children realize one day that they may not understand or maybe too young to understand right now? That mommy and daddy always tried their hardest, um, even though it may have seemed that we may not have understood where they were coming from um, as far as why they may have wanted to do things or why they felt about certain things. Mommy and daddy tried so hard to make sure that they didn't make the same mistakes that they did. So especially for me, I don't want my children to experience the the low self-esteem, the, the lack of confidence and making decisions based on that. So why I'm so hard on affirmations and believing in yourself and you know, I, I'm not trying to erase emotion out of everything, but I'm always quick to say, shake it off because you're stronger than this. Because I don't want emotion to control my baby's steps in the future. And so maybe mommy's hard on you right now. You can ask her now. She says, mommy's always teaching me something. Mm-hmm. Daddy's so much fun. But it's because it's I am her example. Daddy's a man. So he's going to teach her, you know, protection, to be loved by a man. But mommy's going to teach you how to be a woman. And it's my job to teach you to be better than I am. So although I'm hard on you now, I know that you'll understand it when you are at that point in your life where that bell goes off in your head and you're like, I get it. Mm -hmm. So in those teachable moments that you have with your daughter, what are some of your most memorable or your favorite moments with her? Daughters. I always say daughter because I know you have one that's like, you know, you have a newborn. Right. um, And and they're a couple of years apart. But um, what are some of your favorite memories um, that you've had teaching um, your oldest daughter or both of them? Um, one of the, the most memorable ones I've had is when my daughter, she actually teaches me and it's so crazy. She's, she's always been ahead of her time. And it's, it takes you like by surprise a lot of times because you think that you're talking to at one point when she was three or four and you're like, wait, we're having a conversation that we should be having with a 12 or 13 year old. And um, it was because my husband and I, we had her before we were married and we were still young. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she asked, so mommy, did you and daddy ask for me? And <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> we didn't ask for you, but we were blessed with you. And wow. so that moment was, it was crazy because I didn't want her to think that, no, she wasn't wanted. It was like, no, we didn't say, God, please give us a baby right now. But we were blessed with you out of, you know, our actions. And so she just, she teaches me. um, But it was such a memorable moment because, um, you know, in that time, I was just explaining to her, I know you won't get it all right now. And mommy can't explain it all to you right now because you're so young. Mm -hmm. But the reason why mommy and daddy says, wait until your husband finds you, you don't have to go out and search is because we don't want you to have a baby that asks you, did you ask for me? And I know that she's going, I don't even think she's forgotten it because she brings it up often. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if she'll forget it in the years to come. Mm -hmm. But I know that one day she will remember that conversation because it's never left me. That's, I mean, honestly, that's a big thing to ask from, like to hear from a child's mouth. Yeah, it didn't hurt my feelings, but it was crazy. Yeah, (laughs) that's like a major understanding though. So, I mean- does that speak to your religion or something else? Like, where do you think she got that from? Um, I don't know. I really, I don't know. Where I still ask myself, like, where did she get that from? She, she was just randomly sitting in the back seat mm-hmm. in the car, and she was just like, 
um, so you and daddy weren't married when you had me, right? And I said, no, we weren't. But, you know, we want you to be married whenever you have your first baby. Mm -hmm. And she said, okay, so did you and daddy ask for me? And I do believe that that now that I think about it, it may come from our religious background because I always say she was asking for a baby sister at this time. (laughs) So she kept asking for a baby. And I said, babies are a gift from God. So I can't say when it will happen. So if it's going to happen, it'll be a gift from God. And then I guess in that moment, she was like, well, well, did you ask for me? And I was just Mm. like, no, but, (laughs) and she wasn't hurt by it either. She didn't feel like, oh, you guys didn't want me. It's just more so, okay, I understand. And we are always trying to teach her where her questions are never at her, at her age level. She's always asking such grown up questions where if we feel uncomfortable with speaking that much in detail right now, we'll always say, we can only tell you this much now but we'll explain more later. And she's understood that so much. Now she says, okay, I, I understand you. Tell me more later. Right. Wow. That's really like, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on that. Like that's a big <laughs> statement. It is. I, I've never heard anyone say that they've been asked for, but like, I guess that's what we all want at the end of the day anyway, to be asked for. Yeah. I mean, and I you always hear parents say, or people that um, see children that are mistreated and they're like, these children, they didn't ask to be here. And it's very right. true. But right. it's like, did you ask for them to be here? And I, yeah. I've never heard a child wonder if their parents asked if, you know, if they could be there for them. Yeah, I love that. But okay. then, okay. So I'm going to just say your daughter's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you. Why do you feel like it's important to share your story about pregnancy motherhood um womanhood like why is that so important to you is it does it have anything to do with you know going back to the relationship with your daughters um or is it just something personal that you felt like you had a wealth of knowledge and you just needed to get it out what makes it so important to you to share your story it's a mixture of all of that um because if you if you follow my blog or even if we have a deep conversation, you'll see the <clears throat> excuse me the growth in my journey as a mother and my journey as a woman. Um, you know they say women become a, a they become grown when they're eighteen and but really you're experiencing so much before you hit that moment. And so my journey started um, way before then, mm-hmm. and then when I became a mother those things that I tried to run from and hide from or didn't fully understand and didn't seek to understand Mm -hmm. really came out when I became a mother and I had a daughter. Mm -hmm. And so it just, it, the importance of growth really just, it popped me in my face and I had no choice but to face it. And so just things that I didn't do the way that I would have wanted to because of lack of knowledge, because of just being young, Um, With my first daughter, I sought to really do things differently. The more I matured, the more I grew. And that is now the journey that I'm on now with my youngest daughter. And but I'm still learning, you know, that first time mother thing is still going on with my oldest daughter because I don't have anyone older than her. And so I felt the need to share that because I honestly didn't have that when I first had my daughter. I felt there was a lack of resource. I felt like... um, there wasn't many people to relate to or where you can go and read a blog and understand what you may be going through or other options that you could take. And um, I really feel like there's a lack of that in the black community, to be honest. Um, Just for instance, I 
uh, where my youngest daughter, I wear her on the front of me, on the back of me, and that's where you have the baby in a baby carrier. And when I'm around um, in the black community, so many people are so concerned. They're like, oh, the baby is hanging or the, you know, they're so afraid. And I'm like, this is normal. This is natural. This is something that we do. And since it's not seen in our community or many young women don't, you know, get the opportunity or have those resources, it's weird. And I don't want that to be something that continues to be a staple in our community. And I honestly look at my blog and just, um, documenting my journey to be a way of just being like an open diary for my daughters when they are older. Mm -hmm. Um, Writing is in my background. I have a journalism background. I've always wanted to be an author. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just it's sometimes, you know, your ideas, you have so many in your head and you're like, I can't write this. I can type faster (laughs) or Mm -hmm. I can't type this. I can talk more Mm -hmm. and or a picture says a thousand words. And so I really feel like this is my opportunity for my babies to just kind of see something whenever I'm not here or even if I am here we can talk about it more um Mm -hmm. just like in that blog that I read with my daughter today I said okay we're going to skip over this part but once you're old enough and you go back and read it then we can talk about it more Mm -hmm. and I think that that's going to be an experience in itself I just really feel like there's a lack of resources or um in our community as mothers and as women, I don't even think that you have to be a mother in order to have the experience that I've experienced, you know, whereas mm-hmm. you're speaking about lack of self-confidence or things that you've experienced with your body and all of that and just preparation because maybe you do want to become a mother someday. Maybe you do want to become a wife someday or maybe you're in a relationship that's headed to marriage and you're just like, I need someone else that's gone through the situation before. I feel like putting it out there allows for someone to have someone to relate to instead of feeling alone. I agree. I mean, sometimes I think women fail in like finding that sisterhood and like sharing the knowledge, right? Because we support each other. Like, you know, girl, you're pretty, you're this, you're that. But like, there are other things that we can bond over besides our looks and, you know, and like our careers. And I think if we can like share in that wealth of like the things that are going on behind the scenes, we'll be so much more empowered to like kind of take those risks or, you know, we'll just be maybe better at doing or performing the task that's asked of us, especially with motherhood, because every situation is different, but we can connect in some way. You know, I'm not a mom, but I do have, I've got some, you know, I have a niece and I have nephews and I feel like they're always watching me and I want to make sure I'm the best that I can. So like, I'm like the second mom, right? I'm like the mom. Exactly. (laughs) When, when mom is really tired, she calls me. So, you know. Right. So yeah. And I also also feel like, um, it doesn't mean that you're going to take the place of mom, but if anything should ever happen to your sister, you know, you may be one who's in place to, to help mold her children to continue to grow. And so in that point, you'll still have resources because you're still someone who's stepping in as a parent or someone who's stepping in as a godparent or an auntie. And it all still is still relevant because it helps you too, because maybe you're feeling those emotions, you know, although maybe um, reading a blog on a blended family helps Mm -hmm. you more because your family is being blended with, you know, your nieces not being your nieces anymore. They're becoming a daughter or something like that. So I think it's all relevant. Like you said, it's like a growing of a sisterhood, a growing of motherhood, and just documenting journeys, it may not be the same, but you may click with that one thing where you're like, I didn't think anyone else experienced that. Right. And right. I, I remember reading um, someone's blog where she said for a long time, she felt so guilty because it took her a long time to really feel that love bond with her child. And, you know, seeing everyone else, you know, it just looked like it's so glamorous and she felt like she was an oddball. But when she really spoke her truth, 
everyone else was like, I know, I know that feeling. And if she didn't speak her truth, someone else would have still been feeling terrible about how they felt about their child at that time, rather than knowing that they're not alone. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, we all can, we can connect in so many different ways. You know, that's what this blog is about. So I I love the fact that you're doing what you're doing. Um, There are so many women, including myself, who are not mothers, but look forward to being that one day and really could use the help, you know, just getting prepared. But um, with all that, with all the things that you give out, when do you find time to provide for yourself and make sure that you give something to yourself? Because that's important too. Yes, I have been learning that so much more now. Um, I really don't think, my oldest daughter will be seven in August and I've been so inconsistent with self-care and (laughs) within the last year, like even when I I was pregnant with my, um, my youngest girl, up until a month ago, I did not, care for myself at all it was always about um daughter and husband daughter and husband and just making sure everything was okay and I was on the run so much where it really really beat me down to where I was just crying like what is wrong with me you know I just have no time for myself and I felt a lack of that mm-hmm. and and I really felt in that moment I'm like if I'm not okay my family won't be okay and so in this moment I'm taking my time back mm-hmm. and I have to be intentional about yeah. taking that time for myself and so I really just sat down and thought about ways where even if I can't, um, if it's not in my budget or if I don't have that much time this week, what can I do to incorporate a small amount of time for me? And so lately, it may seem odd. I'm not the one that really sits down in a bath so often. Mm -hmm. I turn all the lights off. Uh, When the girls are sleeping, I'll have Mm -hmm. candles lit and I'll put Spotify on with some spa music and I'll take a nice hot shower. And that just really brings me down. Or even if it's having a glass of wine and binge watching that Netflix show that I've been waiting to have some quiet time Uh to watch. Those things mean (laughs) stuff. Right. And more recently, you know, I haven't really had the opportunity to just go and get my nails and toes done. And I don't want that to be an excuse any longer. So, you know, just taking the time to get the supplies and self-caring for yourself, you know, just doing your own toes and doing your own feet. And it saves you money at the same time, but you're still dedicating that time to yourself. And um, I've also just thought of different ways of where, like, I am still getting that self-care but incorporating the girls with me. So maybe I will have my daughter, you know, um, paint my toenails clear. I don't mm-hmm. trust her with the colors, but, I hear you um, on that one. <laughs> but you know, it's spending time with her because I know I have to make a, a big effort to incorporate her now that she has to share her time. Right. After having so much time to herself being the only baby, I know that I have to incorporate her, but, um, yeah, I've, I've really been, that's been a journey that I've been on now. I've been very intentional about really taking that time to myself, whether it's just sitting in the quiet living room, even though I should be sleeping, just sitting there and doing nothing, reading a book or just taking the time to say, okay, I don't have any distractions. It's time to blog. Or I just want to look online, you know, things that you aren't normally able to do. You're always in a rush. You're always having something to do. Maybe you have to go get the baby from school. You got to cook dinner. You got to wash. Sometimes it just takes for you to do nothing. I'm always like, it's okay to be a bum right now. That's what yeah. I've been telling myself. It's okay because you're always on the go. I'm telling you, as I've gotten older, the one thing I can say is me and my sisters constantly remind each other, like, just sit down and it's going to be all right. Like, you don't constantly have to be moving because sometimes just being busy is not productive. You know? Yeah. So I, I hear you on that one. But 
as I close this conversation out, I want to know, like, what are your goals? Not not a five-year plan or, you know, um, any personal stuff. But, like, what are your goals for, like, I guess your motherhood and your relationships with your children? Do you have any goals or do you set goals for, like, what you want to see that relationship grow into? My goal is to really, really, really be intentional about taking care of um, things that have gone within myself over the time because I am strong on that there are such things as generational curses. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if I take care of me and what has affected me, Mm -hmm. I won't allow that to go down onto my girls. And I have been um, trying to create different experiences, you know, like just trying to stay out of my phone. Like, okay, I'll dedicate this time to blogging, dedicate this time to research or just being on Instagram and taking a stroll. But for now, let's go out and get out and about and create these experiences because you know, um, in a generation where we look on social media, you'll always see these glamorized trips or anything like that. But, you know, it really just takes getting out there and finding those things that are for free to create experiences, because those are the pictures that are implemented and just stuck in your children's minds. Those are what create memories. And so that's what I'm trying to do, create memories, but also really, you know, (laughs) it's funny that you ask that. I really told myself, you know, when you become a mother, I don't know if people really think about the fact that someday you'll become a grandmother and then a great grandmother and so forth. So you've created a generation of your own. Yeah. And that's why I say those generational curses. I'm really trying to break those because I have a generation that's going to come after me. And those that's that's because it's my 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 bloodline. Right. And it's so important for me to make sure that my children are okay, so that my grandchildren are okay, And that's that's all I'm really trying to do. Just set your whole lineup for success. I hear mm-hmm. that. I hear that. And I love that because I think a lot of us need to do more of that, right? As a collective, people need to start thinking about how what I'm doing now is going to impact my line. Yeah. Not just, not just the child after me, but like you said. Exactly. The generations to come. So My yeah, grandchildren. And then you just have to think about what you've been trying to break off from what you've seen in your household and in your grandparents and all of that. It, it all takes an effect. And it... It affects not just your children. It affects you as a person, too, because your children are watching you. So you got to make sure you're straight. I hear that. Well, I really I'm so glad I got a chance to talk to you. You really just dropped some knowledge my way. <laughs> I, thank you so much. And I'm definitely going to be a dedicated reader on your blog. Um, thank you. I love what you put out and I'm just going to continue. And I recommend that anyone who listens to this do the same. So thank you so much, Tiana. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm so glad to have been a part of your blog. Thank you for listening to As Told by Sherelle. For more weekly stories, please subscribe to my podcast.